1: 18 plus. Hello, everyone. Let me take this time to share this broadcast out um, because I never know who's going to be listening or who needs this word on today. And this is a special Kiva encouragement about understanding grief and the power of prayer and to stand on the word of God. You know, so this is just something that the Lord placed on my heart. And as you know, Kiva is one of the classes that he placed on my heart. But every now and then, I'm led to do something outside of class, which is like speak, you know, a word for whoever may need it. You know, it's not, it's just encouragement. That's, that's where I'm good at. I'm, I'm just blessed to be able to encourage people. So let me give you a second as you begin to share with others and i may play your song or two in between here i just might do that my nose is running today but before i get started let me go ahead and pray a sin okay because i ain't doing nothing without prayer amen father god in the name of jesus i come to you right now oh god Just humbled and thankful. I'm thankful for my relationship with you, God. I am thankful for the way you have changed my life. I'm thankful for just having a heart to pray for others, a heart to pray for myself, God. I'm thankful for your word on today, God. Your word of encouragement, your downloads that you pour, your Holy Spirit, God. And I ask right now that you release your Holy Spirit upon this line, oh God, for those of them that may be listening. I ask that you touch each one of us. If there's any sick that may be listening, God, I ask that you touch and heal their body in the mighty name of Jesus. Every sickness, every infirmity, every depression, every blind eye, God, I ask for it to be made well in the mighty name of Jesus. Lord, I ask for you to touch the brokenhearted who are crushed in the spirit tonight. They may not know you, God. I just ask for you to touch them that they may begin to know you just through your touch. Amen. In the mighty name of Jesus. Lord, I ask also that you will remove this flesh from mine. This flesh has to die down in the mighty name of Jesus and that it will be all you, God, that speaks tonight on this line to pour out your Holy Spirit into me so that I can bless your people, God, so that I can give them a word of reason on today. The reasons why they need a relationship with you, God, in the mighty name of Jesus. The reason why they need to know that the situation Situation is going to work out for their good despite how bad it may look in the mighty name of jesus lord that i may speak healing into their life so god those of them that are facing cancer or terminal illnesses god anything diabetes high blood pressure god migraines god even foot aches lord knee knee pains god neuropathy god In the mighty name of Jesus. Rheumatoid arthritis. We call it all out. In the mighty name of Jesus. And we bind these sicknesses and infirmities up. Oh God. So that your people can live well. And have a life of abundance. In the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. So by now I hope that you have shared this. And if you haven't you know that's fine too. But I always just like to. 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 Um, Try to reach as many people as I can because I never know who needs this word. And clearly, if God gave it to me, it must be for somebody that's going to be listening. So my thing is understanding the power of prayer and the power of prayer, standing on the word of God. That's what I think our topic this is, power of prayer, standing on the word of God. I'm writing that down, (laughs) y'all. The power of prayer standing on the word of God. So let me tell y'all a little bit about myself. I haven't always had a relationship with God. I always knew God, but I didn't have a relationship with God. And what do I mean by that? Well, I've been singing gospel music for 30 years and probably couldn't tell you not hardly one or two scriptures except for let not your heart be troubled. And that's about as far as I could get on that. You know, because I had not studied the word of God. So I was out here singing about a man I did not even know for the last 30 some years. And... (laughs) People were saying, you're anointed this and anointed that, but I couldn't even change the situation in my home. You know what I'm saying? I couldn't even control the small things that were going on around me without flipping out. So I know that I may have been anointed, but I may not have had, still didn't have that relationship with God in order to take control of my life. So what ends up happening, y'all, my dad died four years ago today. And, you know, I said I didn't want to be sad today. I wanted just to reach out and help people in all kind of ways that I could because my dad wasn't a sad person. And I'm not finna be sad either. But, you know, that didn't come easy. That came with a process. It came with a process and some steps. Um, I remember when my dad first died, and this is what this is coming off of. This is like my testimony to encourage someone else. But I remember when my dad first died that um I was torn up. I was torn to pieces, torn to pieces, didn't know how to pray. I didn't have my own relationship with God. I didn't know how to pray. Didn't know what standing on his word was. Didn't know what standing on any rock was. As far as I, I knew about rocks was just the rocks that you smoke. All right. So um when my dad died, I kinda lost it. I lost it. I lost my mind. I lost, you know, my hope. I lost my joy. I don't, I never had a praise, so I didn't, I didn't lose my praise because I didn't know, even know what that really was. So the thing is, here I was, my dad died. And it got to the point where I felt like I was going crazy. Matter of fact, I knew if God didn't come see about me, this God that I didn't heard my daddy sing about, my daddy talk about throughout the house all these years, I knew if this God did not come see about me, that I would not make it to the next year. I wouldn't make it, and you know, sure enough, I was right. I wouldn't, I wouldn't make it if I had not took the time to come home after my dad died. He died around ten o'clock this day four years ago. And a matter of fact, it, I think it was ten oh five p.m. And I came home after the undertaker got him, and I remember falling on my bed, saying, "Lord, you took my daddy. You took my daddy. I don't know you like that." But my daddy did. I watched my daddy, you know, pray to you, talk about you. Now I need for you to come and do the same thing for me that you've done for my daddy. You took care of him all these years. Now I need you to help me. I need you to be my father. You took my father. I wasn't mad at God, but I felt like I needed to tell him that he needed to come see about me. So I began to talk these things out to God so that he could... Help me with my grief because I was going through my grief. And, you know, that wasn't even, (laughs) that was just a small part of it, come to think about it. But I was going through all these emotions. I was going through fear. I had anxiety so bad you would not believe it, y'all. I had anxiety. Look, I was going blind in one eye. And, you know, I had a lot of health problems. I couldn't eat. I couldn't sleep. I was just really on a mental, emotional roller coaster that wasn't good for my physical health or my spiritual health. I didn't even know I had a spiritual health, by the way, back then. You know, just being real. And, you know, nobody never took time with me to, to pray. Nobody said, look, this is how we're going to do it. I always heard people pray, but they never said, Jamie, lead a prayer. You know, they they never said that, so I got away with it for so many years, acting acting like I knew, but I didn't know. I had a form of, I had a form of, but I didn't have the real thing. And let me tell you something, by the way, when I talk about the real thing, if you don't have the real thing, eventually... mm, Eventually trials and tribulations will come along and expose those who are not real in Christ. See, my trial and my tribulation came along and exposed who I was. It exposed that, yeah, you may be a gospel singer, but you ain't got no blood in you. You ain't got no love in you for nobody. You ain't got, you ain't got no word in you. You just got a form of some stuff you got picked up from somebody else. You just got a little copycat spirit. All right, so that's what I was dealing with. I was dealing with a copycat spirit, um, things I had then learned from watching other folks do, but I didn't have a relationship on my own, and I can't say if those folks had a relationship or not because guess what, they was out here in the world doing the same thing that I was doing. So here I was copying people that was in no better position or shape than, than I was, to tell you the truth. They was in no better position or shape than I was. And here I was copying them, thinking this was going to help me get through. But it didn't. Trials and tribulations come to make you strong because they expose your weakness. They expose your weakness. And if you get weak enough, you will go calling on the Lord. So that's what happened. I got weak. I didn't have nowhere to turn. Friends were gone family was you know doing their thing you know because it's a lot of us so nobody had time to sit and really talk with anybody so I, I just started talking those words to God and let me tell you something out there if you are in a position where nobody is teaching you who God is listen pray so how do you pray? You start talking to God. You communicate with God. You talk to God. You relate whatever it is that's on your heart to God. And you wait for Him to give you an answer. Well, how does He answer me? In the Spirit. He'll lay things in your heart that you know that you ain't used to. He'll He'll put people in your path that have never spoken a word to you a day in your life. But yet and still, He will put them in your path. So... The grief, I would say, from my daddy is what drew me to Christ. That's what drew me to Christ, was losing my daddy. I lost my daddy. I had already lost my biological dad, so I didn't have nobody that I really trusted in my life around me. Not like I did my daddy. I had a trust with my daddy. And God took the one person. He took the one person with the two people that he knew I really, really depended on. He took them in this process to draw me closer to him. He took my daddy. And I just knew. I mean, even sitting here talking about him tearing up a little bit. And that's because I know this is going to bless somebody. In my process, God took the most valuable player out of my life. He took the most valuable player out of my life, which was my daddy. And because I knew my daddy had a relationship with God. And I saw my daddy fight the last 30 years with high blood pressure and cardiovascular disease and diabetes. I saw my dad struggle. And I also saw that my dad never wear it not once. <laughs> I mean, this man didn't had heart attacks, strokes, um, ketoacidosis, however you say it. I mean, it was nothing that my dad did not go through. He went through some of the PTSD. He had Alzheimer's. He had dementia. He had all this stuff that they labeled on him. But yet, this man walked around like, "Won't well, nothing wrong with him. He walked around with a smile on his face. He walked around. He would go up to the people who drink and stuff. He wouldn't condemn them. He would not criticize them, but he, he would just try to talk to them in an easy loving way, not a way that would run them away from the church or try to force them to be saved. He didn't do that. Now he'll tell you right quick. No, no, can't do that. But he had a way with people that he just had a conversation with them that would lead them thinking, I need to change my life. He would lead them thinking that just off in his conversation because it wasn't no hypocrite talking. It was someone who was actually living the life. So, therefore, whenever he encountered people who were not believers or those that believed but backslid, he encountered them with love and kindness, and peace, and patience, all that good stuff, the fruit of the Spirit. So, that's why I'm saying, when I seen what God was doing for my daddy, I was like, wow. That's what I want too. When he died, I knew I couldn't make it without God. I knew there was not a word out here that anybody could tell me that would save my life. Nothing. It really wasn't nothing. So it was laid in my heart to just start reading scriptures. You know, after I had that powerful long talk with God, which was a prayer, and I didn't even know that at the time, hey? (laughs) So after I had that long talk with God, it was like this strength started coming out of nowhere. It started coming, and then I was like, well, I want to know about the Bible all the years I've been singing I ain't never wanted to know nothing about no Bible I just wanted to get up there and sing in front of people and get told that hey y'all did a good job y'all so anointed Um, you really sung that song all these years that's that's what I was singing for I wasn't singing for the glory of God because I didn't know God what yeah because I didn't know God how could I be singing about a man I didn't even know
0: That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.
1: First thing that God started stripping from me was my health. My health started failing down and I started just reading scriptures a little bit at a time, you know, people would post stuff on Facebook and I would read it and I'd be like, and sometimes I get frustrated because remember, I'm not used to reading the word of God. So I would see all this Bible stuff come down my timeline. I'd be like, man, I wish they stopped doing that. They know Facebook ain't for that. You know, I was one of them who was um, prosecuting the church. Yes, I was. I was one of them that was doing that. And I would like, start reading it and then be like wait a minute I need this this is what I'm going through now this is what I'm going through right now it was like God was giving me my portion for the day whatever situation he knew that I was going to face he equipped me with a scripture and each day I got where I would read one scripture two scriptures then it would get to chapters and then I met somebody I met a guy that's the one I always call my BF I met him, and then he started having me going to all these singing programs, and then I met more people. I started meeting more different people and did not know that this was part of the process that God had for me. Because in the meeting of people, listen, i just going singing and having a good time, listening to all the groups sing. I didn't know I was going to meet a person who had a prayer line. Her name is Apostle Vera Howard. And I thank God for her right now to this day for that prayer line, which I still get on. I've been getting on now the last four years um, on that prayer line. So every Monday we meet on the prayer line and these women that come on this line would be teaching and teaching and just pouring and pouring and pouring. And so that's how I started getting on track and started learning more about God. And you know, I was studying on my own time. I wasn't trusting anybody's word because that's one thing daddy always said. If he didn't walk around that house and say nothing else, he walked around and said, study and show yourself approved <laughs> with this big old giant Bible. So, uh, um, so I didn't you know really take people's word for it and then I started having discernment for certain things you know it all started coming together next thing you know the attitude I used to have the bad attitude it started going away and it was like when people would come up to me and say things I didn't like or the things I used to fuss about I was no longer fussing about these things I got through the frontal or two, by the way. It did hurt, and I did cry. But I I got through it, and I just kept building on the Word of God. That's what I was doing. I was standing on the Word of God because every time I would feel bad, I'd go to a scripture, or I'd just start talking to God again. I said, Lord, I need something for this situation. And he would, you know, put in my mind where to go. How, How he do it, I don't know to this day. He just downloads. You know what I'm saying? He just pours. And so I started having this prayer life and this prayer life through this prayer life I got a relationship I was like god we dating <laughs> god we dating now because now I had someone in my life who was there for me no matter what I had someone in my life now who would give me answers even when I didn't want even when I didn't want answers or ask a question God was giving me insight. He was giving me the Holy Spirit, uh, the anointing. You know, I began to operate in this other realm that i never been in before. I began to operate. And next thing I know, this relationship has been going for four years now. So that's why I want to say the power of the Word of God. You know, the power of prayer and the Word of God together. I'm telling you, you will learn so much stuff. So much stuff that it is, it's not, it's not even, you know, it's, I can't even, I don't even have words for how good God is whenever it comes down to how my life changed in this. And I, and I'm sharing it with you because I know there's someone out there who may be going through the same thing. You may not be going through the same thing as far as a death wise, but you may be grieving a relationship. Cause I remember grieving relationships too. You know, you be in relationships for so many years and then when you split, it feels like somebody died. It feels like your whole world left. I, you know, I joked the other day on Facebook last night. As a matter of fact, I had put on Facebook, you know, I know that I've been made whole, you know, with my daddy's passing and that I'm okay with it. And I said, Daddy, you must have threw that piece of me back down here because cause I feel whole. But no, it's the word of God that he was instilling in me. And I didn't even know it was in me until it was time for it to rise up. So don't be trying to rush yourself to be saved. you know. You know what I'm saying? Don't rush yourself to be saved with anxiety. You got to understand the real salvation, and it can't be based off of what other folks are, you know. Other folks will rush you into and you know, put that fear in you, like, um, if you don't do it now, you know. Well, I'm what I'm saying is they will put a fear in you that's not of God. It's a way to talk to people and say, Hey look, you know, God is real and he's coming back for his people. It's a way to talk to people that you don't have to, there is a fear of God and we should all have a fear of God. But whenever we have these man-made sayings going on and cliches, some of that stuff is not of God because you because a lot of times I found whenever I was out there in that world, it was people trying to force me into, you know, doing a lot of things that I didn't even have knowledge in. They were putting me on the front rows of stuff. And I was like, I don't even know what you're talking about. I don't even know what praise is. they talking about here prayer over this person. I don't even know what you're talking about. You know, this was before I got saved. Before I got saved, you know, people were just going off in how I looked it. They looked at it and assumed that I was saved. Well, I can be straightforward and tell you that everybody that stands on a pulpit may not be, you know, comp- you know, saved like that. We got some devils in the church too, you know. I mean, to be honest, I mean, we all have our share of faults. But I'm telling you, your relationship with God. Is what you want to focus on. You don't want to focus on everything that everybody else is doing or try to conform to what they're doing. Because I remember the first time I spoke in tongues. You know why I spoke in tongues? <laughs> y'all going to get a trip out of this. I spoke in tongues because I was making a mockery of someone. I was picking on someone who was speaking in tongues because, you know, they was out here partying with me the night before. So I was like, did y'all hear that? And I was picking on them. So that was my first time speaking in tongues was when I was picking on someone because I knew what they were doing, you know. So you want to have a real relationship with God. And I want to share with you this scripture, which helped me a whole lot It's Psalms one and three. It says that person is like. This is the NIV version, by the way. It says, That person is like a tree planted by streams of water, which yields its fruit in season, and whose leaf does not wither. Whatever they do prospers. And let me see. Now let me read the King James Version. The King James Version says, And he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water, that bringeth forth his fruit in his season. His leaf also shall not wither, and whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. You know how I look at this scripture? I look at you can go through just about everything in the world. All the sicknesses that the enemy can throw. All the manipulation and all that stuff. And still, if your root is in the Lord. If your root is in the Lord. I truly believe that you can withstand anything that comes your way. I did not think that I could stand my daddy's there. But then I remember the last cries that my daddy was had and it was oh lord bless my soul just like that he was in a high pitch but it was oh lord bless my soul so i do truly believe that even when you're in the line of fire that if you just stand there on the word of god like a tree planted by those streams i do believe that whatever you do God will allow you to stand and prosper. And even if God do take some people out of your life, understand it's part of the process. It's part of the process and God knows that we can handle it. When people said that I couldn't handle it and that I was going to break down, guess what I did? Because I was listening at those people speak negativity over me. And I didn't recognize. I was ignorant of Satan's devices. I didn't have the knowledge. I didn't have the spiritual knowledge. I didn't have the spiritual wisdom to say, hey, don't speak that stuff on me. Stop that. I didn't have, you know, the spiritual senses to tell people, don't say that about me. I'm a child of God. And he says that I can boast in my weakness. Amen. He says that I can have joy because the joy of the Lord is my strength. You know, I didn't know those things. And I sat there and listened at people saying, Jamie, you better take care of yourself. You're going down. You look bad. And I fell into it. I fell into diverse temptations. In other words, I began to think in my mind that I am going crazy, that I am losing my mind, that I do need to break down because I lost my daddy, because that's what people told me to do, break down. I need to cry a whole lot and be sad and not rejoice because guess what? That's what people told me to do. And I didn't know any better. If I had knew and had a relationship with God, I think I may have cried a whole lot, but my strength would have been so amazing in God. And my strength was amazing in God during this whole process. And I didn't even know it was God doing it. (laughs) I didn't even know it was God doing it. Cause I stayed good up until, up until I just, I just broke down. But those, it was people that was speaking it over my life. And don't you know, once you start speaking stuff in the atmosphere, once it comes out of your mouth and goes into the atmosphere, that things start activating. They start activating on behalf of the enemy. So we got to learn how to speak better over our situations. We got to learn how to speak better over the process. The process is not easy. If the process was easy... If it was to be easy, we wouldn't need God. We wouldn't need God. And some of us probably would never learn a thing. Because some of us continue to do the same things over and over. And and we in hard processes. So, you know, it goes all the way back to your relationship with God. How bad do you want it? How bad do you want a relationship with God? Are you willing to lay it down? Lay down your life for him, a, a man. You know what I'm saying? Are you willing to lay it down for him and 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 pick up your cross and go help those people who are your enemies? You know, now I can look at my enemies and I know they my enemies, and I know they still my enemies, and they still look at me funny. And you know what I do? I walk on up there and give them a hug anyhow. Some of them I give them a kiss on the cheek and tell them how much I love them. Because I truly do on this on this night, this night right here, I truly do love people with the love of God. And the love of God is in my heart. And that's why I don't mind sharing my testimony. Yes, I was broken down. Yes, I could have went back to drinking. But I didn't do that. Y'all, give me just a second. Oh, I hope that didn't stop my broadcast. Y'all, hold up a minute. Hold up a minute. Give me just a second. Just, okay. So, I could have stopped. I could have ended up broken down and drinking. And I could have ended up back in the past. I could have ended up in the mental ward right now to this day on medication for anxiety and depression. But the Lord, the Lord had a plan for my life. I could have ended up weary. But the Lord, he had a plan. And when I went into my scriptures and and I said, Lord, if you just give me some rest, because I ain't rested in in three months, because my dad had been in the hospital for three months and I had not rested in three months. I probably got little to no sleep bags were so black up under my eyes. You wouldn't even recognize me. I look like a raccoon. But when I went to the scripture, and I remember people saying, you ain't going to be able to rest tonight. And I remember agreeing with him. I said, no, nah, I sure ain't. <laughs> oh, y'all, I agreed with him. I said, I sure ain't going to be able to rest because this just too much. That's why I kept saying, this just too much. But y'all know what? Take your too much to the Lord in prayer. He can truly handle anything that's too much. And he can give you enough to sustain you throughout whatever situation that you are going through. So Psalm 62 helped me out a whole lot. It says, Truly, my soul finds rest in God. My salvation comes from Him. Truly, He is my rock and my salvation. He is my fortress. I will never be shaken. How long will you assault me? Would all of you throw me down? This leaning wall, this torturing fence. Surely they intend to trouble me. From my lofty place, they take delight in lies. With their mouths they bless, but in their hearts they curse. So you see what I'm saying? I had some people around me that were teaching me that were blind themselves. Because they were telling me one thing when we was in the church. But when we were getting out of the church, it was a whole nother thing. Their hearts were cursing other people. They were only nice for the moments that we was in church and they was only nice, um, when we would pray together, when we would pray together, whenever it was praying time, but they had a cutoff time. They had a cutoff time for whenever they was a friend and whenever they would do other things. But I feel like this. If you got the love of God inside of you, you, there is no cutoff time. It's a way of life. It is a lifestyle. I can't cut another man down just because we come out of church. I can't do that. I can't do that. But you will find that a lot of people would. With the Lucky Land
0: Sluts, you can get lucky just about anywhere.
1: that and that's why today we got people that don't have a relationship with God because they don't know that you gotta go and study this word for yourself because people will cut you off people will cut you off (laughs) with their mouths they will bless you but in their hearts they curse my God yes my soul find rest in God My hope comes from Him. Truly, He is my rock and my salvation. He is my fortress. I will not be shaken. My salvation and my honor depend on God. He is my mighty rock, my refuge. Trust in Him at all times, you people. Pour out your hearts to Him, for God is our refuge. And that's what I'm trying to tell you. You need to pour your heart out to God instead of going to some of these people who are not right themselves. You need to start pouring out to God. Some people say get in a prayer room. I say get where you can. Get where you can because it ain't no place that God can't go. If I would have listened to everybody trying to be so official so official and so um conformed to what everybody else is doing. I would not have found God in a small tiny place. It won't no big place. It won't no fancy place. It was a raggedy place. I found God in a small tiny place and he came in and he changed my heart and I got my strength through him by him because I wasn't looking for what people were telling me to look for. I was looking for a relationship with God and because I really wanted it. I won't about to wait for for me. <clears throat> I wasn't about to wait. Excuse me, y'all. I'm got a little fling. I wasn't about to wait for me to get in the perfect position to pray. Any day, any time, any place, anywhere God can meet you there. Amen. If you really want him there, he'll meet you there. Okay. Surely the low born, I'm on verse nine, verse nine, surely the low born are but a breath. The high born are but a lie. If weighed on a balance, they are nothing. Together they are only a breath. Do not trust in extortion or put vain hope in stolen goods. Though your riches increase, do not set your heart on them. One thing God has spoken, two things I have heard. Power belongs to you, God. And with you, Lord, is un- a unfailing love. Did y'all hear that? The power belongs to you, God. And with you, Lord, is unfailing love. And you reward everyone according to what they have done. So according to your works, which you have done, if you have not put in and studying the word of God, don't expect to be um don't expect to tap into the strength and the fruit of the spirit if you have not put in your time studying the word of god and praying to god and fasting fasting is important too but listen if it's not laid on your heart to do it and if you don't if god ain't put it in you to do it don't do that I mean, I'm serious. It it is time for people in the church to wake up. It's time for them to wake up and stop playing because we got some people out here who are really hurt, hurting bad. And I have compassion for others because I'm. One of them that was hurt. I'm not even going to say it was church hurt. I'm just going to say I was hurt. I can't call it church hurt because it didn't happen in the church. With All the hurt I got happened with people that I knew. It wasn't strangers. It was family members that um were hurting me down through the years. It, it wasn't strangers that was telling me that this is how you got to serve God. It was family members who wasn't really serving God. They were serving agendas and self-worth. That's what they were serving up, but I did not know it at the time. So understand that your situation is not for nothing and that God is reachable. He is reachable, but are you reachable? You have to go back. You have to go back and think of the many times that he could have let you drown. The many times he could have let you die. But God, I could give you testimony after testimony about how God just saved my life so many times in the natural and the spirit. I could give you testimonies about that. But I want you to focus on that word of God because when it comes down to grieving hearts and the loss of something, anything, we need to understand that that's part of the process and that God allows these things to happen because there is a plan out here for us. There is a plan that God has, and in order for it to come to pass in the way that He has planned it, there are some people that got to go in your life. Sometimes it's through death. Sometimes it's through breakups. Sometimes it's through getting fired from a job. Sometimes it's through you just walking out the door by faith. By faith. Having the faith and strength enough to say enough is enough. I've had enough, Lord. I surrender. I'm going to walk toward you. Whatever happens, it just has to happen. But I'm going to put all my trust and faith in you, God. And watch God work. Because when it comes down to it, it's our faith in God that will operate whenever we can't see. I never knew what faith was either. But I had to learn. I had to learn what faith was. How I learned what faith was was through knowing that God was the one I found my rest in. Out of everything that was going on with my daddy's death, the one thing I really wanted was rest. I wanted to be able to sleep a whole full night and be refreshed and renewed. And God gave me that rest. I didn't think I was going to be able to sleep in my home where I'm at right now, knowing that my daddy had died but he gave me rest this, this same night four years ago. I rested. And when I woke up, I thought, my daddy is dead. But God knows best. So knowing your situation, however God works it, it's going to work out for your good. And it may look bad. It may look bad before it looked good, just being honest. Just being honest. It's probably going to look bad to you in the natural, but that's when you got to tap into those fruits, those fruits that, you know, are not. Let me find that scripture. Fruit of the spirit. You got to tap into that fruit. You got to have the word rooted in your heart. And if anybody tells you that it's easy, it's not easy. Because that means you got to use faith to do things that you ain't never done before. It becomes a way of life. It becomes your way of living to trust God. And if if you, if you, i I tell you a good example. A good example is a lot of women right now are still dealing with a Bruce And getting beat, children getting beat. And the sad part is these women have their own income. They have their own income. But because they don't trust God to provide, they stay in a bad relationship. Your fruit ain't working. Your faith ain't working, I mean, Your faith ain't working in that situation. Anytime that you stay in a position that takes life from you. A lot of you are praying right now and saying, Lord, I'm waiting on you to come in and change this situation. And sometimes the situation is already changed. It's just that you ain't wanting to go about it the way God is giving it to you. So, I ask for you to search your heart on tonight. Search and see if you're still operating in the fruit of the spirits. And Galatians 5... Let me make sure I got Galatians 5, to through 23 says, and this is the King James Version. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering. I want to stop right there. Long-suffering. Ever since my dad passed, I've been having financial issues. Long-suffering. No matter how much I work, no matter how much money I bring in, It just seems like I get to a certain point and some people would call this a spirit, but I call it a lesson because I would get to a certain point and I just wouldn't have enough. I call this a lesson of faith building because when every time I get to that point where I don't have enough. I know God is testing me to see if I'm going to complain, if I'm going to whine. Am I going to break down and say, well, such and such owe me. I did this for them. I did that for them. No. No. I can't do that. But what I do do is I sit here and I'll pray. And I say, all right, God, I'm ready. So what you got for me? And I'll get up and start working again. The point is, my faith don't stop working because I go through circumstances and situations. My first my faith don't stop working cuz I may get broke at times. It continues to go. It continues to go. And despite this being long-suffering, because, see, I had to pay for some things through my dad's funeral. It was so much financial stuff going on, and I had some bad breaks with shows and stuff. And I don't got to explain this to anybody, but I'm trying to help somebody see here that God will strip the things that you are familiar with in order to build your faith. He stripped me of what I was familiar with. See, I always had money, never had a problem. Never had a problem at all. But in order for him to get me to a certain position and place in my faith, he had to do that. I went through a process last year. I lost all my furniture and stuff in my house due to a water, um, water damage. All my floors messed up. And I was already struggling financially. And I just had to stop and say, Lord, wait a minute. I ain't even about to go there. I ain't about to start stressing. I ain't about to start fussing. I didn't fuss. I didn't stress. stress. You know what I did? I kept working until I got to a position where I could build things up a little bit at a time. God was working on my faith, building me up for whatever he has for me next. And I got to a point where my car had broke down while all this stuff was going on. My furniture was out. I didn't fuss. I didn't stress. You know what I did? I said, God, I'm right back here again. (laughs) I said, Lord, I'm right back here again. I'm just praying for you to drop your wisdom down and your knowledge and send some people my way and let me know what I need to do. Guide me and guide my footsteps on this journey. And you know what? It is a journey. So don't think that you're not going to go through some things in your life that are going to be breaking you down. You're going to go through some disgusting things. You're going to go through some some family members. Yeah, God will test you too to see if you'll speak up on his behalf. (laughs) You're going to go through so many things in this lifetime. And I think this is why Paul said, I've learned to be content. Because... You're just going to keep going through, but each time you go through, you're getting stronger for whatever's coming next. You're getting stronger for your blessings because sometimes God can release a blessing, but the person hasn't matured and ready for it. You know, God knows you're ready for it, but you don't know that because you didn't take time to do what you were supposed to do. So, he would allow these situations to come through long-suffering sometimes. That's why I get tired of hearing people sometimes. They'll say, if you broke... They they try to discourage people who don't have much money. They'll say, if you broke, then, you know, that's not part of God right there. That's not of God. But let me tell you something. I didn't mention this part, but let me mention this. Because even though I was broke, it didn't mean that I didn't have. Because every time I turned around... When I read that scripture about I haven't seen um the begging scripture. The begging the righteous shall not go forsaken. Let me find that scripture. I don't wanna say it wrong. <laughs> then y'all be saying Miss Coco talking about some righteous and don't know what she's talking about. Um let me find it. But um Oh, give me just a second, y'all. But during this time, though, I can tell you one thing. Everything that I needed, God supplied. Someone always was coming through with something. And I, listen, I didn't go out begging for it. I didn't steal for it. I just kept my eyes focused on God. How do you keep your eyes focused on God? Well, you keep doing your work. You keep loving people. You keep getting out here doing what you can to the best of the your ability that he has given you. You know, to help yourself. You don't give up and you don't fall down because you have some bad breaks in your life. You have to learn how to get through it and press and keep your eyes on him. Okay, that was Psalms um 37 and 25. I was young and now I am old. Yet I have never seen the righteous forsaken or their children begging for bread. Listen, I believe my daddy was righteous. I believe in my heart that my daddy was righteous. And I did never see my daddy beg for anything. So why do I got to beg? I'm not finna beg nobody for nothing. If anything, I'm going to get out here and work my faith to the best of my knowledge. And everybody knows that whenever you activate your faith, that means stepping out into areas that you have never stepped out into. It means stepping, period. It means movement. It don't mean sitting back. And that helps your relationship with God. Because guess what? In order to step, you got to have faith in God. And that's part of your relationship. And that's a beautiful thing whenever you can walk around and not have to worry. Not have to worry about how this going to get paid, that going to get paid. Look, my car. I promise you, my car, I owed like, I think it was $5,000 last year on my car. And it was up for repossession. Up for repossession. I went to different lawyers trying to file bankruptcy and stuff, but God wouldn't allow it. He didn't allow me to file no bankruptcy. I was behind $2,000 on my car. And what happened was so amazing. Oh, Jesus. When I tell you it was so amazing, it was amazing because what happened, I, I was like, Lord, can you take my hand and let's walk in this place and let me tell this man the truth? True situation about why I can't make these payments. And I had pictures to back up what I was saying. My whole house got messed up from front to back. Matter of fact, some of my house still messed up. It's still messed up. Some of it is. And I showed this man what I was dealing with. Do you know that man knocked off too over, uh, it was actually around $2,500 $2, off of my bill. He knocked it off. You see that? That wealth was laid up there for me. And I claimed it because I was honest with the man. I walked in truth and integrity because I had a relationship with God. And I trusted God that I was going to go down here with the truth. And if, and I had already told him, if you want the car, you can take the car. I'm not going to fuss back and forth because I know I didn't make my bills. I know I didn't pay it. I didn't pay it. I said, I can't. It's hard for me to honor this agreement right now because I'm going through so many other things in my life that's got to do with my home. So, you know, being truthful and that fruit of the Spirit, like I said, y'all, I got to get my chart. Ain't not that crazy? You got to be truthful in your walk with God. That relationship with God would keep it truthful. The power of prayer, that, there ain't nothing that God can do, cannot do. God can do it all. There ain't nothing he can't do. My debt, thank you, God. Glory to God. I got to give God the praise. My debt today, my car is paid for. Furniture is paid for. Everything is paid for itself for my light bill. And I thank God for that. Everything is paid for now. Because I had faith and it didn't stop working. I didn't stop every time a repossession noticed. And trust me, I got about 20. <laughs> I didn't stop. It didn't mean that I didn't love God because I was up for repossession. It just meant that I had trouble managing my money. And I had to be honest with myself, and I had to be honest with God. And when I broke it down to God, what I was going through, which God already knows, but I guess he was waiting for me to say something, and I started talking with God and telling him about how I really wanted to come out of debt, and I started using my vision board and stuff. I told y'all I ain't been saved all my life. So I, I, I'm correcting the stuff now that should have been corrected, you know, a long time ago, but I didn't know better. I didn't know better. That's why I say that power of prayer in your relationship, that communication with God will help you go through the process and it will help you eliminate things that you really don't need. So as I was saying, my dad, I never saw my dad begging for bread. I never saw my dad begging for anything. My dad would speak the word and stick to, to what he was saying and believe in his heart that what he was saying was true. And things would happen. He didn't believe in changing the Bible or anything. He just believed in God. He didn't try to make it fancy. Let me tell you where a lot of people mess up at. You think you got to have a fancy prayer. You don't got to have no fancy prayer. All it is, you got to talk to God from your heart. That's it. That's it. If I ain't said nothing else, I just gave y'all a mouthful. All you got to do is talk to God from your heart. You ain't got to try to have no rhythm in your prayer. You ain't got to try to sound like you been to take off <laughs> running or anything. You ain't got to go. <gasps> you ain't got to do none of that. Sound like you're having asthma attacks. You ain't got to do none of that. You ain't got to do none of that. Y'all, I'm telling you, just as I'm sitting right here right now in this chair. I can have a decent conversation with God. That's all it takes is you talking to God, talking out what it is you're going through. Again, your situation is not for nothing because God is reachable. If you really want to attain things, if you really want to attain freedom in your life, then you got to reach God because he's reachable. It ain't him pulling away from us. It's us pulling away from him. Whenever you reach out and you start stepping out on faith and saying, Lord, I trust you with my tears. See, it was times I had to trust him with my tears, y'all. <laughs> when you say, Lord, I trust you with my tears. I trust you with this fear. I ain't scared no more. I trust you to order my steps, God. When you start turning things over to God, you have a new perspective on life. I have a new outlook on life now. I mean, everything is just really different to me now. I mean, honestly, it is. And I didn't finish reading that scripture there, <laughs> Because everything just looks different to me now. When they say when you're born again and you become a new creature, you really do. You really do. I did not finish reading the scripture on the fruit of the spirit, and I know I didn't. Okay. So let me go back to reading this whole thing. Let me read the whole thing. Cause I don't want nobody getting lost. Galatians five twenty two through twenty-three. But the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, long suffering, gentleness. Goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. Oh, temperance. Let me stop right there. Y'all ain't trying to go over an hour, but I'm almost there. Temperance. Let me tell y'all something. The devil will test your temperature to see where do you stand. He will test your temperature. He wants to know if you're hot, cold, or warm. He wants to know, do you believe a little bit or do you believe a lot? And once he finds out that you only believe a little bit, that's when the devil comes in and tries to shake your faith and move you from where your position is with God. So you got to be careful that your temperature will not get you in trouble because your temperature will get you in trouble. Listen, a lot of people start fussing and and forget. I, I, you know, I got on somebody the other day about this. I said, look, I was a fool before. I used to fuss with my ex old man. I would fuss with him, and when he would give me money, I'd throw it back at him and, and let him leave. And guess what? Sure enough, i go run in behind him to get him back. But guess what? The money was spun. So you see what I'm saying? You got to be careful. Don't let your temperature get you in trouble. Don't let being hot and cold together cause you to make God sick and screw you out his mouth. Because he will do it. He will do it. Okay, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance, against such there is no law. Okay, so that is it right there. So I hope that y'all got something out of this. And like I said, I was just really trying to basically encourage somebody about the power of prayer and get you to understand sometimes why we do have to go through a grieving process. But the Holy Spirit is not... The Holy Spirit... It's going to teach you so much during this time that you have to go through changes in your life, through breakups, through even getting hooked up with somebody can be a challenge. You know, Um through so everything that we do, it's for a reason. Everything is for a reason, and we just have to get back to God and our communication with God I'm not telling you to stop going to church. But what I am telling you is to make sure that you are studying the word of God on your own as well. And praying for the Holy Spirit to give you understanding. Because remember, our understanding is not like God's. Our thoughts are not like God's. I was thinking negative thoughts four years ago. Four years ago, I had so many negative thoughts. I didn't even, I didn't. And my daughter would tell me all the time, mama, you so negative, you so negative. And I never knew what she meant until I gave my life to Christ. When I really gave my life to God, that's when I saw, I said, Oh my God, I must have been horrible to live with. I must have been horrible to talk to. And my daughter said, Yep, you sure was. (laughs) And my son said the same thing too. So see, we can't see these things. We can't see how bad we really are when we haven't been created new when we haven't put our trust in God when those scales haven't came off in our eyes we'll see the speck in others but we're not seeing it in ourselves because we are too busy being full of ourselves and thinking that we can't do no wrong and that we're perfect and that everybody has to like us everybody ain't gonna like you but you sure got to love them anyhow if, you, if you're part of God if you're in the kingdom of God if you God's family you got to love them anyhow so I was able to learn through my own children that I was a mess. If you just get around somebody one day and ask them how do you really act? And if they have to pause before they tell you about yourself, then that's a a mouthful right there. Silence is golden. (laughs) That's a mouthful right there by itself. So, all I can tell you to do is examine yourself to make sure this, is, make sure that you're still standing in the faith and that you're still in the faith, and that you're not going out here wavering, and that you're not cutting your communication short with God. Mm, 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 mm. Don't cut your communication short with God. Listen. He's here every day, 24-7. He's the creator of all. He created us. He already knows what we, he already know from Jeremiah, he already knows what we're going to do. But sometimes he want us to come on to him. He ain't going to force nothing on us. That's one thing I love about God is that he don't force nothing on us. It's free will. If you really want it, if you really want to change your life, if you really want to go for that business or you really want to start that church and, Be a minister. You know, a lot of people get turned down. Somebody tell them they can't minister. They get mad. And they start going into having fits and stuff. And, you know, getting mad and putting the church down. But listen. If it's in your heart to minister to people. (laughs) That fruit of that spirit didn't say get mad. And go tell everything you know what somebody else is doing. You don't do that. So, what you do is you just continue to love anyhow. And use what God is giving you. If God is giving you the gift to encourage people, do that. Encourage people. If he's giving you the gift to love, love on people. Whatever gifts and fruits that you have and talents that you have, use them to the best of your God-given ability. Not yourself, but your God-given ability. Because God has a way that this grief thing that I went through, it blessed me tremendously. I'm telling you, I lost my dad, but I gained my relationship with God. And the next thing you know, it was like doors started opening for churches and stuff. And you know, I'm not, I'm not even a pastor. And I, and I tell you, the things that God has lined up in my path that I have done these last four years, never in a million years did I see myself doing this. Do you think I would have seen myself teaching a class? Mm -mm. I didn't see see myself doing that, but see, God knew. God saw it in me. He knew because he created me. He knew what I had inside of me. He knew if he could get me away from the drugs and get me to focus on him, if he could get me away from the alcohol and get me to focus on him, if he could get me away from the wrong voices that were speaking over my life and planting seeds of doubt and hate and negativity, planting seeds of low self-esteem in me, he knew if I would just put my focus on Him, glory to God, that I would be a mighty servant. And that I am. And I truly don't mind serving. I don't mind serving. So y'all pay attention. When God, when these situations is coming up, it's not for nothing. There's a process. But God is able. God is still reachable on this day. Glory to God. He's, there is still power in prayer. There ain't nothing God can't do. Nothing he can't do. Don't let the copycat spirit hinder you. Don't let the, pro- the process of whatever you're going through intimidate you. If you're going to court and you're trying to get your children back, you know... Of course, you have faith in God. But when you have faith in God, that means you're going to straighten up. You're going to start doing things better. You're going to start doing things right. You're going to stop going to the left and listening to what people are telling you. But now you're going to open it and be tuned to what the voice of God is saying. What is he placing in your heart about your children? What is he placing in your heart about your addiction? Glory to God. What is he placing in your heart about your mother or your father? Your husband, your wife. Glory to God. You got to be in tune with this thing. And the only way you're going to be in tune is keep communication with God. Daily communication with God. Even if it ain't but for a minute. If you only got a minute, give it to him anyway. And give him the best minute you ever gave. Amen. All right, y'all, so I'm done, and I'm going to get on up out of here. And I didn't even get to play the song. Lord, y'all know Miss Coco can talk. But, y'all, um, I'm going to be praying for those of you out there, and y'all can come back and join me Wednesday. We're going to have our next class Wednesday at 9 p.m. You know, the number and stuff will be up on Facebook. You can go to our Facebook page, Kiva Advancement Class, Conference Class, and you'll see it underneath Miss Coco bow. And y'all go on there and like and you know, just browse around on there. And we will be back Wednesday with more more um teachings. Um, we're talking about the persuasion, the science of persuasion. So that's good to y'all. And it really helps you when it comes with your self-esteem and how you can learn how to speak up for yourself. And just say no sometimes. If you don't want it, just say no. <laughs> All right, y'all. God bless.